Hello and welcome back to the Work, Wealth and Travel podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, aka Nomad Neeks, and today I'm here with my co-host, Cami, and we are going to be chatting about a very interesting topic. I love talking about money and all things involving money, so I approached Cami about talking about what we spend our money on as nomads, and we haven't really dove into it, so we're going to dive into it in this episode, but I do think it's going to be a little bit different for both of us, which is great and is going to be very interesting because we both lead. If you've listened to any of the past Digital Nomad Digest episodes featuring the both of us, we live very different lifestyles. So I think that this will be very interesting on kind of where both of our money goes. So Cami, why don't you kick us off by telling us what spending money as a digital nomad has looked like for you in the past and or how it looks now for you? Yeah, I think this will be a very interesting conversation because as always, we're really similar but different at the same time (laughs) and we prioritize different things. So I think it's just interesting, the overall contrast of everything. Um, I believe when I started, I was really on a budget, like really, really tight budget. And for me, I would not even spend money like on random coffees, you know, I would really try to just keep it to the essential which was basically home and groceries I would try to when I went out with my friends I would try to keep like if I was drinking or eating out or something like that I would always try to eat at home and then just order like a beer or something small Um, so I would still go out and do things and things like that but I would really try to keep it to the essentials and I think that it's really important to also talk about this because it is possible you know to do this with a less amount of money and just focus on the essential things also because I feel like when you are I don't know I think it depends a little bit on what type of nomad you are but I think that you can focus a lot on nature activities and activities outdoors and things that you don't have to spend a lot of money in as well and I remember that in the beginning I was really focused on either not buying clothes at all or just um buying is um essential like really when i needed them buying it from secondhand shops vintage shops and things like that and something that happened to me a lot in the beginning when i was really in need of winter clothes for example and i didn't have a lot because i didn't bring them from brazil um people would just like give me clothes so <laughs> i would also like get, receive gifts from my friends so that would be really nice um and then eventually that evolved a little bit more i became more stable with my money and everything and one thing that i realized i spend and i will spend a lot of money in without thinking about it is plane tickets of course i'll think about it a little bit but plane tickets for me is something that i i just accept I'm like, yeah, this is the price. This is it. This is the date that I want to go. I don't care. It's like, this is, this is what it is. You know, it's not something that I'm like, oh, it's so expensive. Maybe I'll have to move around my, sometimes if I can move around my dates and things like that, I will. But if I really want to visit a place and this is the price, um, I'll just pay for it. I won't feel that guilt, you know, that uh, frustration. Plane tickets are something that I really won't think twice before spending my money in but when it comes to other things like clothes um and physical articles i'll think more on whether i'll pay for it or not something that i pay for without thinking as well as books 
like I buy if I want a book and I want to read like I'll just buy it on a Kindle of course not physically so it doesn't um, occupy space on my luggage um, groceries for me is something that I also buy without thinking a lot I don't I love cooking and for me cooking is something that brings me a lot of joy and it's just I don't know I think it's healthier I like knowing what is in my food I like having control of it quote-unquote um and I know that it's so much cheaper to buy groceries and cook at your home than going out to eat. Like yesterday, me and my sister and my friend, we did a risotto night with like picanha, you know, meat and um, beautiful risotto with pear and whatever, you know. And it cost us six euros each because we bought the groceries and everything. While if we had gone into... um a pasta place, you know, like a risotto place, an Italian place, it would have costed at least 15 to 20 euros, especially with the wine. We drink wine as well and everything. So it would have cost, cost us like at least 20 to plus euros here here in Lisbon um, with the wine and everything. So this is something that I yeah buy without thinking. And of course, rent, it is what it is, but I try to not depending on the place and depending on the moment i try to not spend a lot in rent i want to find a place that is good it has a good location it's comfortable but i don't want to spend a lot of money in it because i'd rather spend less and then have still the budget to like buy a plane ticket or you know travel somewhere else or rent an airbnb around there that i'm in and everything so yeah for now it looks like that and yeah, I think, what about you? Yeah, I think that's so interesting. So I didn't mention, but I probably should have because it was like a very interesting conversation you and I had on WhatsApp about, I think, how did this conversation even start? We were talking about Spotify. I don't remember how it started the other day. And you were like, oh my gosh, music is like my lifeline and I love Spotify. Oh, I think I was asking you what podcast platform you listen on. Maybe that's how it started because I was I got like a new podcast hosting platform, which is like on this topic as well. Um, I'll get into that in a second. But I was like, oh, my gosh, the analytics are so much better than what I was using. And then I think I was asking you like what you listen to your podcast on because I'm always curious. And you were like, oh, my gosh, Spotify. I love Spotify. And I was just like, Spotify in Canada is so like it's okay it's not expensive but like I think for what it offers and especially because the podcast aspect of listening is technically free it's really just music and I very rarely listen to music I was like I would not pay I think it's like $13 or something um like not on the family plan I'm like I am not paying that money for Spotify like that's just not worth it to me and so I use YouTube and I get YouTube premium with it for free the music aspect is like not very well streamlined but I get premium for free and so for me that's worth it over Spotify and so I think it's interesting that conversation sparked this because we realized like you love Spotify it's one of your best purchases of the month like you feel very I think as you would say aligned with it when you you know see that like invoice come in or whatever it is for me what I now there are some things that you said that I align with for I think first of all clothes are more of a like I need them or Sometimes I feel like nothing I have in my suitcase matches with each other. And I actually hate the process of shopping. Like I don't want to go into a mall. I think it's a waste of time. I have never really enjoyed that. Like if I could have it my way, it would be 
Amazon, but that's kind of a luxury that you have in Canada or America that I don't always have in these countries. So I do have to default to going to a mall and hoping there's an H&M or a Zara, which is a store that I just know like I can find at least one or two things in. I don't have to go to all of these other random stores that I've never heard of in this whatever country we're in. Um, So for me, like really clothes is just a necessity. It's something I'm like, I'm not feeling aligned or, you know, whatever the word is with what I have in my suitcase now. But where I really like to spend my money is actually we like to spend a little bit more money. We have, and this has been a trial and error thing on having a place. We usually will rent for like a few weeks or a month, having a place that is close to the center because we find if not, then we're taxiing everywhere and it's actually becoming more expensive or we just stay inside more because we know it's going to be a taxi or a journey or a bus ride or like whatever it looks like to get to where we want to go. So for me, having a place that is more central is a little bit more important. And again, that's just something we've kind of realized over time. And then what else? Oh, groceries. Groceries. And it was funny because I know you mentioned as well eating out. For me, eating out or like delivery saves my time. And I don't like cooking and I know you do. So this is kind of our differences as well. If I don't have to cook, I can save my time. I can do something in my business, do something online instead. For me, that maybe a little bit higher price is so much more worth it. But also, you know, I do like to eat certain things and I find that on the apps, it's not always obviously the healthiest food. Um, So sometimes I do buy groceries and I will kind of just like buy whatever I want. I don't really like, unless it's, you know, $20 for a loaf of bread or something. Like if I'm like, oh, I want to try this or this, then I'll kind of just get it because I want something that's probably a little bit healthier And I want to try whatever there is that I want to try. Yesterday we went grocery shopping and I got this balsamic like salad dressing, balsamic coleslaw or something. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, I want to try this. Like, it was a little bit pricier, but I was like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I just want to try it. And then another one, and I'm curious on what this is for you. I feel like my biggest expense is software as a service, SaaS. I get so excited when I'm using a new software platform, like for example, the podcast platform that I just started using and it has so many better analytics and data. And I'm like, this is so cool. And there's so many new functions. And like, for me, that is so exciting. And like, yes, of course, like anything after a week or two, that excitement wears off. But I just love purchasing like a new software and using it. And for me, if I can purchase something online and my money goes towards something online that's benefiting either me or my business, that's so worth it. And then I also don't have to carry that in my suitcase. So I feel like a lot of my money every month goes to like different software programs, but they all help me. I have like a running list of how much they cost and how often they charge me and what they are. And then I go through them periodically and I'm like, am I actually utilizing and using this? And if not, then I'll get rid of it. But I'm always, you know, like updating my, my expense tracker, my income tracker, my software subscription tracker. Like that's just how I am. I think that's really smart because I think it's really easy when you work online and you have an online business. I think it's really easy to get um, trapped in the whole SaaS thing, you know, because you start buying so many things and then you don't use them and then you even forget about them. And then it's just draining your account and you're not even aware of it. In my uh, experience, back in 2020, when I I had a... Um, a teachable platform for myself because I was selling online yoga classes 
And so I don't remember if I was paying the teachable thing, but then I was using like a mailing thing and then I was using the teachable and then I was paying for Zoom. I remember that I spent a lot of money that maybe could have been spent elsewhere in that point in my journey, in that point in my business, because I was really starting out and I was consuming all of this information online that I needed all of these things that that was the right thing to do. And this is whatever, like all of this expert coaching things that you see online. And I remember I spent a lot of money in online courses as well to help me grow my online business. And yes, some of them were helpful, but in all in all, I can say that I spent so much. I think I spent like really over $10,000, like something like that, you know, in, um, I don't know, in six months, something like that, you know, um, kind of um, split in several months. But I'm like, I spent a lot of money in different courses uh, because, okay, like I'm certified in some in like some certain things because of these courses and everything. But I spent a lot of money because of information online making me believe that I needed these things. And after I realized that these things, they moved some kind of needle, you know, they moved the, the needle a little bit but they didn't deliver the results that they said they would deliver. And yes, I didn't like follow through exactly with everything that they said, but also I didn't feel really aligned with the way that they were coaching me to do things. You know, it doesn't fit me, doesn't fit my personality, doesn't fit the way that I want to conduct my own stuff. You know, a lot of it in, for example, uh, scarcity marketing and things of like, like code uh, recode outreach and things like that that really don't feel aligned for me like I don't like to do things like that I don't want to make people feel like they if they don't have my thing they will I don't know like something will horrible will happen to their lives and um, yeah like at some point after that like after spending so much money in so many courses and so many platforms and tools that weren't really helping me get anywhere they weren't really helping me make more money they weren't really saving up my time they were just giving me more stuff to do draining my bank account I was like you know what f this I'm going to just strip it back to the essentials and to the basics of what I need right now and again maybe this is really poor business advice uh, because I, I know that it's important to like um, incorporate this identity of who you want to be and really trust your business and things like that but one thing that I've learned online is that instead of just getting all of the shiny things is really stripping it back to the essential, to the basic, to what's your purpose, how do you want to show up, and then incorporating in the beginning, yes, maybe incorporating like the uh, the cheap or the free stuff before going for the really expensive mailing service, like writing the first month, maybe try out three months of the free one, four months of the free one and see if you like it, first of all, if you can handle it, second of all. I think that when you are putting up, setting up a business business online, there's so much content that you need to produce and it's so easy to feel like you have to be in all of the platforms and then overwhelm yourself with the content that you have to produce. And anyway, so 
for me, when I had this experience in 2020, I got so kind of traumatized, I think, that I started be- to become very skeptical of every single tool, um, skeptical of a lot of courses. Since then, I didn't purchase, like I only purchased uh, courses from one person that I've been following for I think over 10 years almost like eight years and I've been following and binging her podcast and this is someone who I really trust I've taken courses from her before and she doesn't talk about like business that much but she's someone who I really trust and still I only buy her courses when they are discounted um, and the the ones that are in bundles and things like that I don't really go and just like buy you know blindly her courses and I also know that they are not going to change my life you know after like this entire year of oh my god this is going to change my life oh this is going to change my life oh this is going to be you know the magic thing no like no no it's not you know <laughs> and that's why I talk a lot about intuition and everything because I'd rather that people would go inside of themselves and then make the discernment of is this the right course for me is this the right tool for me instead of just seeing someone on social media and then copy and pasting whatever they're doing you know so yeah for me I only pay tools that are essential so when I was doing interviews over zoom I would pay for zoom when I was doing client sessions over zoom I would pay for zoom after I stopped doing client sessions I stopped paying for zoom when I started paying for Riverside the program that both of us use I stopped paying for zoom you know so I used to pay for Evernote for example I stopped paying for Evernote um yeah, I don't think I like I pay for Spotify because it gives me life like it brings me energy it brings me happiness it brings me joy I listen to music almost every day I'm obsessed I think it's the one of the three like it, it's probably WhatsApp Spotify and Instagram are the three apps that I use the most for sure so yeah Spotify is like a huge one for me courses I'm so skeptical about them that it would take me a long time to convert like as a lead it would take me it personally it would take a long time to convert me one other thing that I really then more like in the fashion I don't know side one thing that I've started being really excited about purchasing is jewelry because it's something that changes up your outfit a lot but it doesn't occupy a lot of space and you can find more cheap like cheaper ones and I think that they change the way that you look so much and I feel like when you have the same pieces of clothing in your back in, in your back in your bag um, I think that they kind of give the, this different kind of sparkle to it so this is something that I'm starting to try to collect a little bit more um, makeup I don't really buy a lot of it my boyfriend would tell me, like, say, says that I have a lot of makeup. I don't think I have a lot of makeup. I think I have quite some makeup, but not a lot. Uh, but I won't mind if I have to spend, like, a little bit more once per month, once per, sorry, per year, like, once every six months in a specific makeup that I'm really, really obsessed with. Um, whereas I know that the other day, and we also talked about this, that you posted about like paying, I don't know, like three, six dollars or something like that in a sponge, like in a makeup sponge. And you were really frustrated. And I was like, oh, my God, I would pay even more if I know that the sponge is really good. It's from a good brand. Um, it really wouldn't bother me. So, yeah, I posted that on threads and it was so funny to like 
just hear your opinion on it because yeah it was like a makeup sponge it was like a cheap one um it wasn't it was just from like the drugstore but i have so little makeup i think i probably have like five like tubes of makeup and like that's it and they're kind of like scattered everywhere so i don't even know where they are half the time but yeah i was just like this is not what i want to spend my money on but okay i have so many things on what you just said first of all courses i totally agree and i think you know if you're getting started in the online business space then there is like so much happening. There are so many people who are going to want to sell you and going to want you to purchase their thing or their offer or their template or like whatever it is. And I think, I know I mentioned to you in our chat too, like I love spending on education, but over the years, and it's been like three plus years now, I've had to realize what actually works for me. And I know I was telling you too on WhatsApp that I just took a masterclass. It was last week. I was so excited. I was looking forward to it. Um, It wasn't like high ticket. It was a two hour masterclass. And I got so much value from that. And I actually use it as kind of a learning opportunity for me because I realized in some of the courses that I've taken or courses slash memberships, um, I actually had more takeaways in that two-hour masterclass than I have in some of the courses I've courses I've purchased because of the fact that it was only two hours. It wasn't something that I knew was going to take up my evenings for the next month or two. And in that two hours, I got not every single takeaway in the book, but I got enough for the stage that I'm at to get me started. And then when I get to the next stage, I'm sure that person or somebody else has another small offering. And so I realized, you know, in my business, this is how I want to operate because that is what makes sense for me and I guess what aligns with me and so that was a very interesting insight of course I took a lot away from that but I also realized how I want to operate in my business as well from that because it just worked so freaking well for me I took photos of the slides and I was like this 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 I'm going to implement and that was it it's it's something I can reflect back on but it's not something that more information and more and more is going to be coming at me every single time I go back in and watch a new module of the course or whatever it may be so I do think really find those people that are kind of where you want to be or have done what you want to do and what offers do they have? And I think, you know, I'm I'm not a huge fan of like those huge high ticket offers. I have purchased them. I have, you know, when I started it in my journey, like there's always a big YouTube girl. I'm sure a lot of people, I know a lot of people who have purchased her um, program and I got it. And I just remember thinking like, I feel like I already know all of this. It was for starting out at the very beginning stage, but it was a thousand dollars. And for me at the time, like I had never really spent on professional development. And so I was like, this is a lot of money. And I felt like I already knew all of it. It took me two months to watch it all. And I was like, this is not new information. And that has happened to me more than once. So I do think, you know, kind of just figuring out what you need and like who can get you there. And it doesn't have to be some huge, gigantic offering. Um, another tip that I actually have, because you mentioned Spotify and like not needing a million platforms. And I do want to share some of the platforms that I pay for that I love, but for the longest time. So when I did have Spotify, I had it for four years. And the only reason I had it for four years was because I could get a student discount. And I actually wasn't even a student, but I had access to my student email. Thankfully, my university gave me that. And so I had the student discount, which was like $5 a month. So that's, you know, a great deal. And then it ran out. And then I was like this, like, I, I don't even listen to music and I can listen to podcasts on here for 
free. So this is not worth my money. And then I've also done that. I use Notion. I actually purchased some trackers and that's where I have my subscription tracker and a few other trackers. Um, Notion is the same. I don't know if they still offer it. I think they do. But they had the student discount. If you, you know, have access to your student email, they'll confirm it and then you get like 50%. No, actually, you get it completely free for the the paid plan. So that was something I was doing for quite a while as well. Um, So those are some hacks I have. If you do like love a platform, they might have a student discount. But, you know, maybe if you're not a student, then I don't know. But (laughs) for me, that eventually I was like, okay, I don't really use these anymore. I don't really need them. Um, So things that I love that I spend my money on. And again, it kind of goes back to the I, I will say there are a few things like food delivery and having groceries that I like eating, healthy, sometimes like comfort food. Um, But a lot of my money does go to subscriptions. So one that I love now is called Standstore. It's a pretty new-ish platform, but it basically integrates. And I also canceled my Zoom when I got Riverside. And then there's another platform called Whereby. And I can do a lot of my selling on Standstore. And so I was just like, I don't really need Zoom. Um, I do use it for like clients, but I can just transfer that over to another platform. Um, so I kind of have like pared things down. And again, that goes with my tracker and I kind of audit what I need and what I don't need and what has dual purposes. But Standstore has so many dual purposes. It can really get rid of a lot of different things that you're using. So it's one platform. It's really affordable. It's $30 a month and you basically can host courses You can have some people pay for a membership. You can't host a membership there yet. You can host webinars um, and it like it collects all of the payments and then it doesn't charge you a fee. It's just a Stripe fee and the $30 flat fee per month, which is pretty rare. So it's basically like a Kajabi or a Teachable in one platform. You can do sales. You can it's, it's also a link tree so you can have it in your bio and it's mobile optimized. So it really performs best on mobile, which is great because that's how a lot of people are buying these days. You can have testimonials, you can have product reviews from people who have purchased the product before and have it right there on like your sales page. It's very easy to make a sales page. So I really like Sandstore and the best thing about it, and I think why it's better than like Linktree or any of those other options is because it converts so easily. And I know this was one of their main selling points. And I think why the founder really wanted to create it because when you are going onto a Linktree or something, there's so many clicks that you're likely to lose that person along the way. You have to click the bio, then you have to click the sign up, and then you, you know, maybe there's another click. Whereas Standstore, you just Go to Standstore and right there on the page, you can input your name and your email. There's not an extra click. There's not, you know, a really a barrier to getting that person's information. So that's why I like it because it's very high converting. I have found um, another one that I love is I use show it for my website. So like show it is so freaking easy. I've been using it for years. I love show it. Um And then I actually just started using Captivate for my podcast. And I'm going to say that's probably like pretty valuable to me because I didn't really know the analytics behind my podcast. I know I even messaged you and I was like, oh my gosh, holy shit, because I didn't really know what was going on in the analytics with my old platform. But now I can really see what countries people are coming from and what um, apps they're using to listen or like what platform they're using and how many listens and downloads I get per day. And it's so much more information. And I'm very, I want to have all of the information and all of the data. I can see which days I get more listens and downloads versus other, like it's so great. So for me, that has been 
a really good investment, but I also try to find the deals. Like I know I mentioned to you as well, they have a website feature within Captivate. So right now I'm paying for my website. So I don't need to pay for my website. And it's basically the same price for Captivate versus what I was just paying for the website. So I can eliminate that old website, get a new website, and also have all this data for actually a lower cost than what I was paying. So I was like, this is a no brainer for me. But those are kind of some of my favorites. But yeah, I feel like we're very different because when it comes to the makeup or I actually like the jewelry, I think that's very interesting. Um, but for me, I, I really will, I just can't spend my money on like fake jewelry. So it has to be either gold filled, not gold plated. It has to be gold filled or, um, like real gold. So that's why I have a lot of silver, like this necklace. I like gold more, but silver, you know, it's, it's 925. It's so easy to find anywhere. It's pretty affordable. And that lasts for life. Like I, when I wear jewelry, I don't want to take it off. These rings and necklace, like I don't think I've taken it off in months. And then at one point I'll take it off, I'll switch it. And then I'll leave that jewelry on for another three months. So I want it to be like very no brainer. And for me, if it's gold plated, it's, I just have to take it off every night. I can't shower with it. It's too much work for me. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. I love the rundown of the, of the platforms that you gave. I didn't know about uh, the one that you're obsessed with. I think maybe I've heard about it once, but yeah, I don't know. Like at this point, because I'm not hosting anything other than my podcast, um, like I'm not with a course or something like that. I feel like it doesn't make sense. I was even uh, paying for a Squarespace, but that website isn't even live, you know? So it just, yeah, I don't know. I think about... I think that nowadays I am way more discerning with where I'm spending my money when it comes to those tools and things like that because I think that they can be kind of like when you look at them, they're like, oh, they're, you know, it's only 10, only 20, only 30. And then like you put it times, I don't know, three, four, then you're spending a lot of money in them. So yeah, I try to be more discerning of them. One thing that I realized, something that I will pay without um, any problem as well is health and fitness platform so I have one that I'm obsessed with that's called uh, WH Body it's from a woman named Whitney Hoover and she like I love her workout so I don't even know how I how much I pay honestly like I love her so I, I don't even care you know I just like give give her my money and I'm really happy with it because I love the structures of her workout I love that they can be either done without um, any type of um, weight or with really low like little like small weight so when I was living in Crete I had my ankle weights that I had bought and I also had some dumbbells so I was doing her workout I also sometimes paid for uh, the gym when I wanted to go to the gym instead of going to like instead of working out at home so for me health and wellness in general is a really big part of my lifestyle so anything that is surrounding that when it comes to food healthy food healthy groceries healthy eating or when it comes to moving my body I will pay without any problem at all I'd rather not pay on I don't know like something else than um, you know budgeting on when it comes to this 
Um, at some point, I was paying for like three different health and wellness like workout platforms. So of course, I also looked at them. I was like, okay, this one I don't use as much, and I can get like there was one that was more like Pilates, and I was using a lot before. But then after I found this other one, I wasn't using it that much, and I was using it more for the meditations. But I can also meditate by myself, and I also have another platform that I pay for that is a subscription for meditations and personal development kind of like courses and it's a membership so I pay for that and so I was like mm, when I put it like when I balance it out I don't really need this one so yeah that's another thing uh, and of course like when it comes to streaming services so I am kind of lucky because my mom she has a lot of them so I use her pass password in a lot of them <laughs> But there are a few that um, if I really want to watch something, I'll pay for myself. But in general, I don't really have to spend money on this because I just <laughs> use my family's one. And yeah, I think a lot of people just do that or they can get a shared one from someone. And But that is something that if I didn't have her password, I would pay for because... I need to watch some Netflix, you know, so or some other thing. So yeah, that's also important. I feel like I am okay. I'm I'm definitely not like a good influence. So and I feel like you have to have some. It's actually very easy, but you have to have like some internet knowledge, which like I think everyone does. But I do use like a shared Netflix, which is great. But books and TV, I actually. Um, like either download them like I torrent them so for me like movies and I don't know I feel like I've kind of gone through the catalog a lot of a lot of the like genre of movies that I like to watch online so I like to download like new movies and so I kind of just like torrent them um, so that's a category that I really don't pay for and I wouldn't it's not really a priority to me and then books are kind of the same I'm actually reading a free ebook that I got last night right now and it's so freaking good um this author is amazing but he was just giving it away for free and it's really interesting but also books i am kind of part of like a torrent sharing website um so sometimes i'll pay for that but that goes to like the actual people who created the website um and then i did have audible for a little bit but i ended up downloading like so many books because they were having sales all the time and so i downloaded so many books at like five ten dollars a book and i think now i have like 10 or 15 books so i canceled that because between listening to the ebooks and having my kindle and listening to podcasts i i feel like i don't even need of course sometimes you want to watch a movie or something but even when i'm on the plane like i don't remember the last time I watched. I'm always like listening, consuming, which I like because I like to learn and I listen to or read all nonfiction books, like very interesting for me, business, growth books, whatever that looks like. So for me, I find my money doesn't really go there, which I guess, you know, it's the priorities and I find it really interesting are different priorities. Um, but I do feel like the health for me, you know, groceries, I think is kind of like a different aspect of it. But for me, I've paid for some platforms before, but I know that I can just get everything that I need on YouTube. So I have some people that I follow on YouTube that I really like, like their style of workout video, and I find it really helpful. So I kind of just do that. Quite honestly, we move pretty often. So gyms are somewhat out of the question, or if it if it is it's just one month, and then like we move anyway. So that can be a little bit tricky to deal with. But another area that I will spend money on is beauty. Um, 
I don't know what that looks like for you, but for me, I was telling you before, like I get hair treatments and so I'll spend money on that. And I've been spending money on that for like, I don't know, five years, six years now. And like, if I want anything like done to my face or like anything, I'm like, okay, I, I, this is something that I'm okay to spend money on. And I don't know. I feel like I've always been that way, but granted, I will say I do like to geo arbitrage that aspect of my life because in Canada, things are so expensive as an example. So like my hair straightening treatment, I think in Canada, I don't even know the price now, but it's probably like a thousand dollars. I was getting it for probably just under half that in China, which I thought was great when I lived there from this really great Russian girl. Um, and then now in the country, so the last time I got it was in Colombia and that cost me like a hundred dollars. So probably like an eighth or a 10th of what it would be in Toronto, which is where I would probably have to get it in Canada. So, and it's, it's everywhere. And I remember when I lived in Slovenia, this was like, oh, like 10 years ago, I, they had eyelash extensions were like just starting to become a thing. And I remember kind of seeing it a little bit in Canada and I was like, oh my gosh, I want these. And I found someone in Slovenia in 2014 who could do these extensions to me. And for me, I just kind of like, like to try things that I like. So for me, that's some place that I will spend my money on. But it's, again, it's not something that I'm spending money on like every single day. It's so funny because when it comes to things like this, like uh, extensions or even treatment to the hair i'm so afraid of just like going with anyone so since i left brazil i've had my hair cut um in london with a woman that i found and i loved her and i constantly fly back to london uh, because i have one of my closest friends that live there. So I fly there a lot. So I only have my haircut when I'm in London, basically. So <laughs> I've been oh like my two gosh. years only having my haircut in the same place with the same woman that I know does a good job because I can't, I am like really, really precious with my hair. So I won't let just anyone touch it. Won't let just anyone cut it i uh, yeah like i have trauma from when i was a kid you know and having really bad haircuts so even when i was living in brazil like i would go to the same person or i would uh research a lot before actually going to someone until and if i found someone that i was obsessed with i would just stay with them i'm very much like that so when i was in crete i wanted to get my nails done I found this place. I fell in love with the place. I fell in love with the woman that did my nails. So I was always going to the same place with the same woman. Like I would call and ask for the woman specifically. I wouldn't go just for anyone because I knew that she couldn't do such a good job. And I also really like that idea. And I feel like I do that a little bit as well. So right now I'm in... So my nails in Crete, amazing nails, like the best nails that I've ever had in my life. I... Like was even thinking like I would even fly. No, it's a joke. But like I would even fly there just to have my nails done and then fly back. It's a joke. Of course, I wouldn't do that. But they were really, really well done and they would last over one month. You know, it's crazy how amazing the job that the girl that girl did. And now I'm in Portugal and I have to get them done before because other because then I'm flying to Paris. And I know that in Paris, they will cost like twice how the amount of like the the price that they really cost here in Portugal because 
And I know that in Portugal, they would be a little, especially Lisbon, they would be a little bit more expensive how, of, versus in Greece. Uh, in Greece, I was paying 17, 18, sorry, 18 for them. It was like a shellac manicure would last over one month. Um, here, I think I'm going to pay. So I already booked it. I researched a lot before booking, a lot. I saw the reviews. I went on the Instagram page, saw more reviews on Google, blah, blah, blah. So I booked a place and I'm paying 23, I think, or 25, 26. So it's like a little bit more expensive, but I'm making sure to have them done now here before going to Paris, because I know that in Paris, it will be just like skyrocket the price prices. And I don't remember finding these nails in Brazil. So maybe they would have been cheaper, but I don't remember finding them there. So I'd rather have them done here and then going to Brazil with them done and then maybe before coming back to Europe finding a place there and then doing them there but yeah I also use that kind of like geo arbitraging thing because I knew that here versus Paris it would be just way cheaper and I think that that's a really good tip um one thing that I will also say because we were talking about all of the things that we do spend money on as digital nomads one thing that I think it's really interesting that neither of us at least we haven't neither of us have talked about this pay is a co-working space so i i don't think i've ever paid either for maybe i spent yeah no i don't think i've ever even paid for like a daily co-working membership somewhere like not even a daily not even an Maybe what I did, ah, what I did once in Paris was a really cool co-working that you would pay by hour that you were there, but then you had like all of the coffee included. You could eat there, like they have, they had a little bit of food as well. So it was a really cool concept. Um, that was the only time I remember paying for a co-working thing. And because normally what I do, and again, I'll pay a lot is on coffee so i love working from coffee shops so i'll happily go to a coffee shop pay for coffee and then spend a couple of hours there and that's my co-working for the day i'd rather spend my money in like 10 different coffees or like a coffee and a good salad in a coffee shop than spending money on a co-working i know that a lot of people go for co-workings because of the social aspect of it i find that in co-workings people are so obsessed with with working that normally it can be like a really silent place and i don't know for me i've never felt the calling to spend in a co-working while traveling or in a co-living as well so yeah for now at least so i think that's interesting as digital nomads the fact that we haven't talked about this <laughs> yeah i do think that's interesting thanks for bringing that up and i think yeah, I mean, for me, I, I totally agree with the co-working aspect. It's, I've never, I've been there um, with some friends and like, I, they're beautiful and like, I can see the appeal. But for me, I'd rather connect with nomads in a Facebook group or, you know, meet up in a different way than connect at co-working because, yeah, people are kind of like a different version of yourselves, especially if you are working for a company and you have to be online at these certain hours. I just don't really see... I don't know. I think I just think that my money, I would rather go to other places and other areas. Co-living, I actually could see the appeal a little bit. We just haven't really lived in a place that has a really good co-living. Um, so if that ever came up, that might be a possibility, maybe just for like a week or something to try it. But yeah, co-working is not really something that I am like to 
you know, really try. I know a lot of nomads, they go to a new place and they stay for one, two, three months and they get the WeWork or the co- whatever the co-working is. For me, I can do that either, honestly, like from sometimes we have an office in the places we rent, like a little desk. Sometimes we just have like a kitchen table in the place we have now and sometimes cafes. Yeah. And sometimes I want to work from bed. Like honestly, today, if we didn't have this podcast, I probably would still be in bed but I wake up, I grab my, you know, I do other things and then I grab my computer and I'm like cozy in bed. And so like I can do a lot of the things unless I'm like actually filming something, I can probably do it in bed. So, you know, it's not like an everyday thing, but I just try to be very like whatever I'm feeling that day I can do. Um, so, yeah, I think that that is interesting as nomads. I'm sure other nomads have different opinions about that, but that's just kind of how I feel about it. One thing that I've heard a lot of um nomad not necessarily nomads but i was recently kind of like sharing a place with a with a girl she she's not an she's a german living here in portugal so she's been living here for i think over two years already so she's more of an expat let's say um and she works remotely for a portuguese company but she works from home and one thing that she was and she started trying out this co-working because for her, she missed the social aspect of things because her work, she wasn't close to her coworkers. And she was also missing having some kind of routine. So the idea of like waking up um, early and then having somewhere to go, having to get dressed, um, going out during lunch to go surfing and then having a more schedule than the difference between your house and the place that you're working and I really really understand that I really really do and she was saying like ah maybe I'll get it and instead of going every day you know going twice a week or something like that but also always having the the days that I'm going kind of scheduled to force my brain into this routine and that is something that I think that if you work online uh, if you work remotely it is something that kind of blends into your lifestyle and it can be quite detrimental and lead to burnout or something like that so I think it is important to um, in a way create those boundaries between your work and your life and also I think that sometimes for me when I go to a cafe it's because for me I'm okay with just going to a cafe it already gives me this boost of discipline that maybe at my home I would be oh my god I have to wash the dishes oh my god I have to do laundry oh my god I'm so distracted by you know whatever um so when you're in a cafe I kind of like go into this mode of I'm in a cafe I need to work so I'm here to work and it puts me in this mindset of more discipline and focus so I think it's really important for anyone listening to kind of assess inside of yourself and again go with your intuition and your authenticity of um understanding which days it's you kind of maybe need the boost of discipline and then maybe you're going to do a co-working, maybe you're going to do a coffee shop, maybe, I don't know, you're just going to change rooms in your in your environment. So I think that is super valid. Um, I would love to get a co-working, but right now, like if I could choose and I had all of the money in the world, I, I would probably, maybe, I don't know as well. Yeah, I would probably take a co-working space, you know, but... It's just really not my priority at all <laughs> because I feel like I can get the same things that I would get from a co-working from a cafe. So, but I do understand why people would want to go for it for sure. Yeah, I totally understand that. I think especially like for remote working, if you're 
traveling especially solo and you're working at home like I could totally but I think you know it looks different for everyone I think for me I would probably want to work alone and then be social afterwards and like go out for a drink with people like that's probably how I would prefer to get my social energy in um, because I can be like a little bit introverted sometimes but you know that's just me and I think everyone like has a different working style and again I think it comes down to we've been being nomads for quite a while and like we know what works and what we like and what doesn't work and you really just have to like trial and error and figure out what does and what doesn't work and like what aligns with you and I think yeah that's just that's kind of me but I definitely think try it one thing I did want to note before we end off that um kind of going back to our previous topic of like you were talking about the nails and the beauty so I actually like I okay a few things I my partner cuts my hair it's actually it's very good it's just it's literally just straight like I tell it's wet I just tell him straight and so because I was getting haircuts and again like a nomad struggle is every month or two like we're in a different country and so every haircut would be in a different country and so I'd again and this is in a different language like I think my last one was a year ago in Romania and like I have to translate it and then find their whatsapp on google and hope their google phone number is their whatsapp phone number and if not like can't contact them um because I also don't want to speak English to them initially because I know they'll just double the price. So I always use the trans, but it's it's a process, you know? And so I got really fed up because they were taking too much off my hair every single time. I would say like just a little bit, but then it's like, why am I paying for half an inch? Like I'm paying $30 for half. Like it was so stupid. And so I was like, just cut my hair. It's great. It's straight. It's how I like it. Like no problems there. And I can really just have it cut whenever I want if I ask him. So that is like something for me. I'm like, I just, I don't care if I, if they're doing it, they must be good. Um, but one thing I have started over the last few months, because I was getting like different treatments, I go for a facial every month because like my face really needs it. Um, and so I was having to find like a new facial person every month, maybe a new nail person, um, like any, like if I like, I was looking into like Botox and like fillers and like, you know, it's, it's all of these things that every country. So I was like, I'm just going to put all of this information. I had it in my contacts in my phone. And I was like, I'm just going to put all of this into a sheet. And so now I have a Google sheet with like every different treatment that I want and like what the country is and their contact number and would I recommend them would I not recommend like again very Nicole like very down to a science but I was like I can keep all of this in my phone and my contacts but why not have it organized like if anybody else wants it you know I'm gonna build this up for years to come and then hopefully eventually when I make my way to these countries for a second time I'll be able to utilize this sheet and be like oh yeah I went to this person for this and this person for this and like they were good and they were not good um so like kind of just something fun because it's it's a struggle like it definitely takes time for me to have to figure out like okay this is what I want and now I have to just go on google maps and find their whatsapp and hope their whatsapp works and then translate it and then figure out the promotions and the pricing and what they have and what I want and it's like it's a process one thing that i'll say as well on this um before we end off is if you are sleeping on google lists or however like google map lists or i don't know what the name like of reviews. that is yeah not like the thing that you save um on a list on your map and then your oh, map yeah i don't i don't do that oh my god honestly whoever is sleeping on this is really should start doing it right now 
because what I have, like, I am obsessed with going on Google Maps, finding different restaurants, cafes, whatever, like beauty stuff and everything. And whenever I have time, I research all of this and then I save them all in lists for city. So you save them all. And then whenever you look at the city on Google Maps, it has all of these pins saved on the city. So then you can have a really comprehensive look at what you are interested in. And on, and Google's SEO is really good. So, for example, I'm obsessed with brunch. So I'll go on the city that I'm that I'm in. I'll Google like I'll literally put on the search bar brunch and then it will find all of the places that someone has written on the reviews something about brunch. So just think of something that you want and something that someone would have write, written down on a review. And then you can just research that. And then I just go through all of the places, look at the reviews, look at the comments. And then I save all of the places in the same list that I like that I that I, the same list for the city. And then whenever I go back to the city, I know all of the restaurants that I've saved before. So some of them I've gone to, some of them I haven't. Um, so tomorrow, so today, for example, I'm going to a restaurant that I, the last time that I was here in Lisbon, I looked it up on like the Google thing and I really liked it. I saved it. And I, now that I'm here again, I know exactly where it is. Um, and it's on my list and I can just, you know, go for it. And I think that you like, and then you can save the same like beauty salons and things like that. And also another thing that's really interesting that I like doing is that whenever someone ha is going to visit a city that I have a list in, I just share the list with them. So they have all of my favorite places. So if they want to go to the my favorite restaurants, my favorite brunches, or um, you can save like activities, museums, everything that has a Google location, you can save it on your on that list. So if you're sleeping on that, please open your Google Maps and start I'm your sleeping list. on that. Yeah. I'm sleeping on that, but not anymore. Okay, wait. So I just have a question. Like, I'm on my Google Maps. I really want to do this. And so is it just new list? And then you make a new list, like brunch and then the city. And then you can just make as many lists for as many cities? You could do that. Personally, I only have the list per city. So I have lists for the city, not like list brunch city. You could do that. But okay. for me, it's just easier to just have the the city. And then I click on the list and then yeah but you could do that for sure like beauty buenos aires or whatever yeah i don't know why i've never like used it before but i think now i'm going to because that's really interesting and i like that and it's like so yeah. easy to share i've seen people on instagram who it's like i'll just share all my recommendations for like where i just traveled so that's cool but yeah, knowing me, I'm going to get like super analytical and then it's going to be like tourist attractions, Buenos Aires, brunch, Buenos Aires, snacks, Buenos Aires, grocery stores, Buenos Aires. Like, <laughs> I need to figure out a system. Yeah, I'm like organized, but I have my limits. So I don't want to do that. But if you want to, uh, yeah, it would be a really easy list because sometimes I do get like, oh, what is this pin that I saved? And it's like a random, yeah. I don't know, like it was the location of my hotel, you know, something like that. So I just save everything. It's just so much easier and it helps me under like remember where I want to go and yeah, Google lists are the best and they're free. So we're talking about money here, but I just gave you a tip of something that's free for you to do. Yeah, and it's really helpful. It. And also <laughs> also on the topic of Google, Google reviews, I have been doing Google reviews for a while because like obviously traveling and 
I mean, there's definitely, I feel like a little bit of clout there. Like I know some people in their media kits put like my Google reviews have had 5 million views, you know, and it's like people can follow you also on Google reviews. I just had a follower like the other day and I was like, oh yeah, I totally forgot that people can follow me here. Um, People can follow you if, if they like your reviews. You can be like a level one, two, three, four, like local guide. And it kind of like, I don't know. I find it very interesting. So usually whenever I go to a place, I will do a Google review afterwards. And if you upload photos, I think it's like more points or something. But um, yeah, it's kind of something fun. And then I can always look back and be like, oh, yeah, I was here with this food and this picture and it was really good. Like, let's go back or something like that. So, yeah, Google, powerful. Of course, we all know this, yeah. but just two yeah. little tips for today. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been fun. This has been really interesting diving into so many other things, but all very money related. Um, So, Kimmy, thank you for diving into really everything that we talked about today. I love, you know me, I love talking all things money. So it's been a very interesting conversation. (laughs) This is the Work, Wealth and Travel podcast. If anything from this episode really stuck out to you, I think there's probably quite a few things for me that I know I bookmarked that stuck out to me, then I would love it if you share this podcast or share a clip of this podcast on your socials, share it with your friends, and be sure to take myself and Cami. Our links are down below. This is the Digital Nomad Digest segment of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast released every single Friday with Cami and I. So we will see you next Friday for our next episode.